Hello, everyone. I am George Mossy. Welcome to the George Mossy Show. This is episode two of the Medium Sessions with Juliana Fisher. First and foremost, thank you so much, Juliana, for being here. I am honored to have you back, and I'm super excited for this journey that we are taking together. Hey, George. Thank you. I am so happy, so happy. So what I want to talk about now, because we kind of touched on this a little bit in episode one, is the variations of the, your gift, because you told me that you can communicate with people through photos. But what we didn't touch on is obviously you can communicate with people who have passed on, but you can also see things through photos of people who are still alive. Now, that is really intriguing to me. So I kind of want to touch on that and I want to make sure that I fully understand how that works. So let's say that you are looking at a photo of a person who is still alive. What can you see? Is it like a vision? Is it like um, what what comes into your mind when you see that? Because I was under the impression that people could only see um, things like that um, through the images of people who have passed on. So I really want to touch on that and how that gift works. I can see a lot of different things. So uh, the first of all, I ask the soul what the soul wants to show me. Um, what is maybe the problem what you have over years and uh, you don't have a solution for your problem. And um, maybe I can see the solution. I can see what you have for issues, trauma, and um, yeah, I can see everything what's going on in your life. Like, do you know when you can see with tarot cards and I can see uh, the same things, but just with a picture? Oh, so your gift is is a step above tarot cards because with tarot cards, they read the card and they get an idea of what's going on. So you can physically see like the person in your visions and you can see like a, a visualization. Yeah, for me, um, I explain or my clients is like when I watched a movie because I was uh, looking at the picture from a person and then I have like a movie in my head. I see things, um, things and words is coming in my head. And so I can explain what I see and what I get through the energy from the picture. So are you able to help people solve problems that way? Because like you said, you can see the problem and the solution. So are you able to help people make decisions that will quickly resolve these type of issues? And how serious are these problems? Just out of curiosity, like, is it like a, a serious problem with someone's job or their pregnancy? Like what what type of problems can you see? Everything because of a job, because of their families, because uh, of their relationship. Um, I think everything. I'm just waiting what the soul wants to show me. And then um I said to the people, okay, um, I see what is your issue or your problem, and then I can make about a healing session um, to heal the problem with you, to heal the problem with the soul, or to make something stuff what the soul is really needing. So say a person, spouse is cheating on them, and mm -hmm. they sense that they are being cheated on. Are you able to tell them or verify that? Or step further would you be able to like describe to the person who they're cheating with is it that visual um i saw a lot of times that guys cheating on their women's and i always said this because i want to tell my clients the truth i'm not here to tell them uh barbie and can hollywood story i just want to tell the truth and i was every time right and when i see that someone is cheating I actually will say your husband or your boyfriend is cheating on you. Wow. So technically you have saved 
people from a lot of pain and distress because, you know, finding out that someone is cheating is really hard. But if it's been like an affair that's going on for years and years and years, that's even more difficult. So you're actually able to save people from the pain and heartache of of dating a, a spouse that's being unfaithful. I never even thought of that. So men and women, you guys have to beware because just because you're keeping it a secret and you might think that you have covered all your bases, Juliana can see what you're doing. She can yeah. see exactly what you're doing. And, and I think that that's amazing that you're able to help people in those types of situations. Oh, another situation I was thinking, sometimes people want to have a baby. And sometimes, you know, having a baby, it's it's difficult. They try a lot. They have to do IVF and they have to do all these different programs. Are you able to to see the problem with why they can't conceive and then help them so they don't waste a lot of money? Because some people, they'll pay a lot of money for IVF, but it doesn't work. Would you be able to tell them like, hey, don't do IVF? That situation isn't going to be your solution. Yes, I do. Because uh, I was helping a lot of uh, women who wants to be pregnant and they can't be pregnant. And I saw by a lot of women that they have uh, in another life or in a life before, they're making soul contracts and making contracts that they can't having a baby. And then um, I'm making a healing session with them to um, cancel these contracts so that they can have a baby in this life. And then it works all the time. That is interesting. So I want to get into soul contracts. So you said that people have made soul contracts in previous lives that yes. that transfer into your new life. Right. I did not know that that was a thing. So what are these contracts? I don't I know you can't tell me specifically that's private, but what are some of the um, nature of these contracts? What did they want in that life that they traded for that? And then how do you how do you reverse that? Uh, oh my God, it's really complicated for me to explain that, but um, I'm going to a soul session with the people and sometimes they have um, a traumata for being pregnant in um, the life before and then they swear or make a swear in their fall lives that they say, I never want to be pregnant. And if you just say these words, you making a soul contract and you cannot being pregnant in every other life uh, what you are in going reincarnation next because um, you have this soul contract and then you can be pr pregnant. I had no idea how powerful those words are. You know, we all say things like that, like, oh, I never want to do this again. Or this was the most terrible process I've been through. I did not realize that that was what a soul contract consists of. I'm going to be very, very careful of what I say from now on, because I don't ever want to um, limit myself in a, another life of what I can and can't do, because I don't think a lot of people realize. And another question I have, when you talk to a soul, does the person ever have any remembrance of their previous life? Because some people say that they can remember the life that they had before. So when you're talking to people and then you kind of go into their previous life because you are speaking with their soul, do they have any recognition of that? Or is this all like brand new information? Uh, you can see that when we are making a soul, um, a soul, I don't know what it means in English. I'm, I'm so bad now. Uh, but when we go to the life before we go in um, like in a sleep state and then my clients can automatically see what happened in their four lives oh we kind of call that hypnotism almost where you're in like a awake 
what I'm searching for. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they go into a hypnotic state, and then yeah, so and they state. would listen to your voice. Yes, they just listen to my voice. They go in this hypnotic state, and then they can see their pre-lives. And then I go with my clients because of my clear wind. I can see it too. What they see, I can see it in the same time. And so we can see what's the issue. And then we can find a solution for the soul contract or whatever is the issue. That is amazing. I never realized that you were able to show people their past lives because I'm, I'm very I curious. I would love to know what I did and who I was. Um, oh, is it possible? <laughs> is it possible to be a woman in a one life and then a man in another life? Is is that type of yeah, thing possible? Of course. of course, you are not uh, the same energy. You are changing the whole time. You sometimes you're a man, a child, the sister from your brother, or you change, and you all have uh, another rule in another life, or in the next life. Oh man, that's so interesting. I would love to know like who I was in my past life. Everyone has told me that I have an old soul. Yeah. Like all of my friends are much older than me. And when I was really young, I did old people stuff. You know, we would always go out and all my friends are older. And they're like, why do you hang out with an older crowd? And I always felt like it was because I connected more. With me too. People. Yeah, I agree. So I wonder if in my past life, I lived to be a really older, like older. Mm -hmm. And it, and that's kind of where my soul left off. I was, I was in a more calm, relaxed state. And I was, I wasn't like a huge clubber or partier, you know, like the kids, my age, when I was in at that age in my life, I was more like, Oh, let's go out to a nice restaurant and have a drink. You know, I was more of a, a laid back. So I bet in my past life, I was like a really old guy or woman. I don't know. I feel like I have like a, a really strong connection with women and emotion, you know, and I'm very, um, sensitive to women because I was raised by my mom and my sister. I didn't have a dad. So I feel like I have a, a strong connection to women and their struggles and the things that they go through because a lot of people don't realize the strength of this world is women. The reason why this world exists in at all and even functions right. is because women are here running it. Men may think that they're in control, but a man could never give birth to a child. I, I guarantee you that they would never be able to deal with that type of emotion. We can uh, make a session with you if you want. We can make a soul session and then we can see what's happened in your pre-life. Guys, if if I do that, I think I'm going to share it. it. I will share it with everyone on the podcast. And I think that yeah, would be a fun a podcast. No problem. Yeah, that would be a fun um, thing. So everybody can learn with me. You know, who was I? What did I do? What was my my habits in my past life? I've, I don't I don't smoke. Or anything. So I wonder if I smoked in my past life because I don't know when I'm around people who smoke, I like the smell. Isn't that weird? Super weird. But I don't smoke. But like when people are around me smoking, I don't get mad. Like I kind of think the smell is okay. So I don't know. But let's not focus too much on that. I want to talk about some more of your gifts. So you're, you said you're a clairvoyant. So right. what exactly does that mean? Because as for me, like I told you before, I put all of these things into one category because I don't have the, the knowledge of what these gifts are and what they do. So I want to get a little more in depth on what does this gift mean and how do you use it? Uh, that gifts mean um, everything what you see, you can see visions, you see people and you got visions in your head what happened what kind of issues they have and when you go to sleep you have dreams and have also visions and the most of the stuff what i'm dreaming 
is uh, things what really happen in the future. So this is clear one. Do you have the whole time visions? You can see about pictures, about people, uh, see visions, see their, I don't know, you can see in their head and in their bodies the whole time. That means so, clairvoyant. So even if you're just like having a conversation like with a cashier at the grocery store, you can see visions into things that have happened in that person's life. Yeah, and I don't want it. And I really tried to, I don't know, to wearing a sunglasses because I don't want to see the whole problems, the whole dramas. And I don't know. And it's really difficult for me to having a normal life because everywhere I go, I feel the energies. I see the things around people. And yeah, it's really hard sometimes because that's why I don't go in big cities or hanging around in big cities because it's too much energy for me. I, I can imagine like you're kind of like walking around taking on emotional baggage of yes. strangers because you literally are just walking around and you look at this person and then you're taking on, you know, it could be a major, major emotional, physical struggle that they're going to. And then you're just taking it on as you walk by and then the next person and then the next person. And it it does. It takes a major toll on your mental health because you don't want to be the therapist for the world. You know, you don't have the the emotional capacity to help everyone solve every problem. So I, I can only imagine what it's like feeling as though it's your responsibility to help all these people. Yeah, and it's the same when I go to a house or to a flat from someone, I feel the whole energy. I feel as someone passed away or someone, I don't know, have a really big trouble in this house or there are demons in this house. So because I make two house cleaning sessions and so I feel too and see the whole energy around a house or a flat and yeah. So, so it's when like you buster <laughs> or ghost so when you go to a house and you yeah. feel a horrible energy, do you just not go in? Is it something that you you want to make sure that you stay away from? If I can, I go to this. Uh, I I didn't go to this house, but when it's a client and they call me and say, can you please make a house cleaning? Can you come? Because I feel a bad energy, of course. Then I go into this house and um, I'm trying to feel what's going on in this house and to help uh, that they can find peace in the house and clean the house from every stuff what's in it. So when you go to cleanse a home, yeah, what type of energy are you encountering? Is it usually like just someone who passed away, maybe a previous person, they don't know the person who lives there now? Or do you think it's in sometimes it's an energy that followed that person from another residence? Uh, the most sessions I have is that um, I feel that there are souls who pass and they can't realize that they pass and said, this is my home. I want to stay there. And they um, didn't want that other people are live there and or live there further. And that's why um, the souls are stucking there in this division in the house and won't leave the house because they say it's my house. And then I have to explain it's not your house anymore. And I bring you to the light and you can go to heaven. So um, this is not your home anymore. What are some of the things that the souls do to make themselves known to you and to the, the owners of the home? Like, what are some um habits that they do to say hey the territorial habits where they're like hey this is my house like what are some of the actions they take to try to remove other people from the home um i think sometimes they have trouble with their wives in the last life i don't know and um they want to stay there or 
they not realize that they really passed away and said, hey, I'm searching for my kids. They can't realize that they really passed away. And then they really thought um, there are their kids still in the house that they can realize it's not. Oh, so they're looking for them. They're they're looking for the right. familiarity and the people that they are missing. That's so sad because they don't even realize, you know, that they aren't in this world. And it's interesting to me that that souls can pass away and not realize because my next question was when you pass away, it's not a feeling. It's not like a process. It's more so like just waking up or going to sleep. And a lot of souls don't realize that they've passed on. And it's so it's so difficult to understand because, you know, being alive, I don't know what that feels like. But apparently it, it looked the world looks the same to them yeah. in both states. So right. it's really interesting how you are able to explain to them, help them process and help them move on. Because you've told me that people could stay in this state um for years, for so long, and never be able to move forward. I helped Leslie Carter. She was stuck in the between world. And the whole time when I um, was trying to bring her out and bring her to the healed dimension to heaven, she was saying the whole time to me, but where's my child? Where's my child? Because she was not realized still that um, her child is on earth and she passed away. And she was asking me this the whole time I can go because where's my child? And this makes me so sad because sometimes when they are stuck in the between words, it's like a feeling you are still here in our dimension, in our world. And a part of you is still in heaven. It's like, like Aaron uh, explained that to me, it's like a jail. So you can't realize what really happens with you. And you have um, some thoughts in your head or some reminders from your life before. So she knows that she has a child, but she can't realize that she passed away. So she was searching the whole time for her child still. That is so sad. Yeah. I, I feel for that because I feel like that's probably why she stayed in the in-between for so long. Because a mother is always going to say, I'm not going anywhere without my child. So she probably was like, before I leave where I am, I'm taking my baby with me. I can't imagine how difficult it was for you to help her process that she had to move forward without her child. I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Yeah, it was hard. It's always hard to explain the souls that they are mm. not here anymore and that they can go. And for so many souls, it's hard to go to the healed dimension. And that's why they stuck here, because they want to go. So you helped Aaron Carter move into the heaven realm, into the next realm. And so uh, we were talking about this a little bit last time on the episode one. I was wondering how often are you hearing from him? So since we've spoken last, have you had any sessions or have you reached out to Aaron to see how he is doing um, at this point in time now? Yeah, the whole time. Um, I think I um, one time a week I'm asking Aaron, is everything okay? Show me the area where you are now tell me what's going on tell me your feelings and then i have to look and um he's absolutely okay and he found peace since the day i was talking with his fiance it's like i don't know i can't explain the feeling but he was like free and i feel that he has one of his last wishes was to talking with melanie and since this day i feel that he's really far away but it's okay. He found peace. And I think um, he's just waiting on his justice. And then I really think um, he's really, really far away then. So one last thing that has to be taken care of is, is justice. And I agree. I feel that 
it's hard for him to be at peace knowing that what happened to him was never resolved. But I do understand his need to speak to his fiance because I know when he left the world, things were not perfect between right. the two of them. And, and when you leave, the biggest regret people always say is, yet I didn't get to apologize. I didn't get to say the things I wanted to say. I really did love this person, but I didn't, you know, make sure that that was well known before that I left. So I think that that was important to him because even though people have fights, people have arguments, the way that they love each other never changes, you know? And I know that when he left this world, you know, things were not great, but I know that they would have worked it out. Right. There was um, some situations and I think it was important for Aaron to tell Melanie that he feels sorry for some situations. And I feel it too, because I really feel that I have tears in my eyes when I was talking about what I get through Aaron and I was told this to Melanie. And after our afterlife session, I, I don't know, I can't explain the feeling, but I feel very peaceful in myself because of him. I well, think it was yeah. important for him. That means that the energy that you're channeling from him is now a positive, calm, peaceful energy, because I know in the beginning it, it didn't feel that way. The right. information that you were receiving, it was very traumatic. And I can't imagine what that was like for you hearing, you know, the last words that he said or he heard and hearing him explain to you the things that happened around him, the people that were around him. I know that that had to be difficult because it's almost like you he was placing you in that scene. And it, that has to be hard. I've seen movies where they'll have like, it's like you're in a, you're outside your body and you're like outside looking down on a situation. And I imagine that's probably how you feel because people are placing you in these extremely traumatic scenes. And yes. then you're, you're left trying to, to pick up the pieces and make sense of what you see. So I can't imagine what that has to be like. Yeah. And it's absolutely what you explain. And they go, from your body out and they can still see what happened and they can still see their bodies but they can realize what's really going on so when you spoke to aaron last how did he feel about the process of justice because i know there's some people who've spoken out there's some people who haven't and i just want to know you know are we on the right track you know, if you have had a chance to speak to him about the information that you know and you have and what you want to do with it, did he have anything to say about that? Or is he at a, a state where he wants that to be left in the hands of those still here? Uh, I really think that Aaron's soul is trust me because I know that I never used him for something or that I never was talking bad or something other stuff. And I think that he trusts me that we make now a podcast that we can have justice for him soon and that we are um, trying everything that we can found the person who murdered him. I think it's so important, not just for him at this point, but for his fiance and for his son. Justice right. is, is something everyone deserves. And yes. I just feel like when something like this happens, there should be an investigation. And what we saw, there was no investigation. There was no um, second look. People made a horrible assumption and swept it under the rug. And that's exactly what we didn't want to happen. So we are fighting to make sure that people understand what happened, especially Aaron telling us what happened, what really happened, because there are so many different stories. There's so many different variations. We want everyone to know exactly what happened and what happened to him, because as his son is growing up, it's very important for him to know that his dad didn't leave this world by choice. His dad would be here with him.
Yeah, and I think it's really important also for Prince that he knows that Aaron is not um, taking his own life, that really he wants to be alive and that he fights for Prince. And I think this is also a really important part for Aaron that we can find justice for him because Prince should know that he was not taking his own life and leave him. I, I agree. I feel like as he's growing up, he needs to know the truth. And the internet is a, is a great thing and a horrible thing because Googling, like for instance, if, if Prince was to Google his dad, there's information out there that is just not true. So I'm so horrified of what he might read because he might be reading something as he gets older that is just completely false about his father. And since he was so young when he left this world, he can only take in the knowledge from those who knew him to understand who he was as a man. So I just wanna make sure that there's the correct information out there for him because it's so important that he grows up knowing that his father was fighting like you said fighting for his life he had gotten his life in order he was making positive steps and strides in his life and what happened to him unfortunately was something beyond his control yes absolutely so um one thing that happened recently in the news we um lost matthew perry who's a massive celebrity all over the world he was on the show friends and there's been a lot of controversy. And apparently, anytime a celebrity leaves this world, there's always controversy. No one ever wants to believe that what happened at face value is what happened. And I was talking to you about it, and you said that you have looked into it and you have an idea. Well, not an idea. You basically know what happened with yeah. him. And I know a lot of people are really interested in you know knowing what the situation was because we know in the past matthew struggled with drug abuse and i think this is the same stigma that aaron had to go through and i think that people want to always go back to people's past when they're when something happens to them in their present so i wanted to give you an opportunity to let me know what you were able to see with your gift so we can share with the world what happened on that day when we lost matthew perry yeah, after our last podcast, I was searching for a picture from a Matthew Perry on Google and I was trying to connect me with his soul and I got the vision that he was on a phone call and he was very annoyed from the person. He was really pissed off and he was really under stress and was sitting in his pool and I saw that he has um, plot pressure problems, high blood pressure problems, and he forgot to take his medication at this day. And th that's why I saw the water was very hot and he was so stressed on this phone call. Maybe it's interesting to prove because the last person was um, talking with him on his phone because um, I saw a big uh, struggle with them both and he was so annoyed and so stressed that his blood was going so high. And because of he forgot his medications, um, he got this heart attack. The water was hot. His blood is getting high. And this is what I saw that he got this heart attack because of this stressful um, phone call, what he had. So the combination of the emotional phone call, the heat of the water and taking not taking his blood pressure medication is probably what led up to this this heart attack. Yeah. So it's not what people have been assuming, which I, I think that a lot of people wanted to make an assumption. Oh, this this might have been something where he took illegal drugs. So it definitely was not. It's actually something that he didn't take. So do you feel like if he would have taken his blood pressure medication, his body would have been able to handle this type of stress? 
Yes, I um, saw that he needs this medication because he has very big problems. Maybe you said that he have uh, drug issues in the past. So um, maybe since this day or since this time, he needs this medication. And I saw that he forgets this medication. And it's it would be really interesting to prove this. I don't know if there is an autopsy or not, but I saw he forgot this medication. And because of this hot water, and this um, stress, what he has with this person he was talking with, um, he got this heart attack. So unfortunate. I wonder who he was speaking with. You know, that's an interesting avenue yeah. to go because they might know a little more of why he was so stressed, why there was so much emotion and anger on this call. I mean, not that it caused it. I know it's a combination of things, but it's always interesting to take a deeper look into what was going on when that happened because we know that he was he was dating at the time he was seeing a new woman you know oh. he seemed he seemed to be in good spirits so it's it's so sad that when people are doing great in their lives horrible tragedies like this come and take them too soon because we know that he had definitely changed the his habits he was sober he was he was taking strides he was dating he was he was doing things positively and it's so horrible when we see like people who are doing everything right and then something like this happens yeah and i never knew before that he had uh drug issues i hear this from you because i was not following him i just saw him sometimes on friends but i was not a follower from him so uh i was not seeing that he took some stuff or drugs or pills or something else. The only thing was the medication for his blood, what I saw. So I, I'm i not thinking that he um, want to die or took his own life or something other stuff. I really believe that he had a heart attack because of the stress and forgot to get this medication. Interesting. I haven't seen an official report of um, an autops autopsy yet, um, but they usually release it months after. Um, so I'm sure in this sometime in the near future, we'll get some verif verification on his um, his heart attack that he had. But I know that there's a lot of people who a lot of his fans who will be relieved to hear. I mean, never relieved this type of situation, but relieved to hear that he was never doing anything of those bad habits from his past. That's not what caused this. And I think it's it's interesting to know that the high blood pressure, because a lot of people don't realize how serious you know, these high blood pressure, hypertension, um, these type of high cholesterol, these type of medical conditions are, they don't seem very serious because so many people are diagnosed with it. But if not properly managed, you know, you have to make sure that you are taking care of yourself in the best way possible. So I want to make sure I say to people, if you do have high blood pressure, hypertension, high cholesterol, you know, make sure you stay current on your medications, make sure you're taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, because the, the, the stress that you put on your body, the level you can handle is sometimes determined by conditions like this. So I wanted to talk about um, Britney Spears, because you had a um, session um, that you posted on your Instagram about Britney yeah. Spears. And, you know, she's a massive star all over the world. And she recently got divorced. She recently released a book, her memoir, which was a bestseller. Um, she released a lot of information about her life growing up because she's been a star since she was, oh my gosh, 15 years old. And she's just taken over the world, not just with her music, her personal life, her dating history, literally just her going to the gas station. You know, it just makes headlines. And there's some controversy because a lot of people feel the Britney Spears that we see today 
might not be the same Britney Spears that we grew up watching. And I wanted to get your input on that because you are able to look at pictures, look into um, souls and videos and, and get information that we could not get. So I just wanted to get a professional opinion on how you feel about Britney, her actions, um, things that she's doing today, just the overall situation with her. Because she's recently been released from her conservatorship. She's now doing a lot of Instagram videos. She's kind of retired from the music industry. So I just want to get, you know, your input on the situation. Um, it's hard to say, but I really think that the real Britney is gone. I I made a channeling with her soul because of my followers. All my clients asked me, can you channel the soul from Britney Spears? Because we all have a weird feeling by her. Something is wrong. And I think we all see that something is wrong. And um, I feel very bad after channeling. I got very cold hands and I feel very dizzy. And I feel that there's a really bad demon and energy in her. And um, I really think that Britney is gone and that there is just a demon in a human shell and there is not Britney anymore. So how does this work? When uh, so did someone take over her body? Is this the same body? Like I'm I'm dumb for this information. I don't know how any of this works. So who's in there and how did they get there? Uh, when you take drugs or you are really depressive or you are feel really weak, then um, a demon can go into your body. So you are obsessed with a demon and um, this demon can control your mind, um, your, your whole body. And um, the person is like the soul is gone and the demon is there. It's like a totally different person. But by Brittany, I really think. Um, when I look at Britney, it's not looking like Britney anymore. It's like a clone. Or what do you think? What's your opinion? See, I'm a big fan. Um, we grew Dude, up an hour. Oh, yeah. So you understand. We grew up an hour apart from each other. I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. She grew up in Kentwood, literally an hour away. And I, I wanted to marry her at one point in life didn't work out. I don't know why. I guess I'm not rich enough. But I it, I didn't work out, but when I see her and I've seen her in concert, you know, I've I've followed her career as long as I can remember. When I see her today and her actions, it doesn't I don't remember her. Like I this person that I see doesn't remind me of the person that I remember. So I've always believed that there was something going on. I mean, a lot of people said, "Oh, well maybe it's her mental health." You know, maybe that mentally, you know, she doesn't she doesn't function the way she used to, but I don't know the way, even her mannerisms to me at times, they don't remind me of the person that I remember. Yeah. I was a huge fan from Britney Spears really. So I, I don't know, like every other girl too, but um, I see this is not Britney anymore. You see, when you look into your face or in the eyes, it's not Britney. So um, mental issues, um, can be too the reason when you are obsessed with a demon you get mental issues or you um getting addicted with drugs so and i think it's not just a mental issue problem by her i really think that there is a demon in her i'm sorry for saying that but i don't see a soul when i look into her eyes how long do you think she's been gone because a lot of people are saying that it hasn't really been her for a really long time. Some people say like 2011. I've heard they go back as that long. Have When was the first time you looked into her soul and you saw something different? Uh, the day when she cut her hair completely. 
you can see i i think i sent you the picture maybe we can show the picture here but yeah. um yeah we can do this yeah we can do it we can see that her eyes is really demonic it's not britney's eyes anymore it's really black and it's really big and um i don't know they they not glow anymore the eyes from britney and there you can see it's like a demon energy maybe you can post it here and everyone can see it's totally other person or totally other energy so what is what do you think that the demon wants with britney is it because she has so many fans and it's able to reach so many people or do you just think that she was just vulnerable and weak and it just took that particular body um i think she was just too weak when people are too weak or they are addicted with drugs um demons can be very easy inside in a body or in or obsessed with a body. Okay, so another question, is it possible to cleanse her body or do you think it's too late? Is it possible to get her back? Uh, my clients ask me this questions a lot of times because I um cleaning people from curses or when mm -hmm. they have really bad demons or energies inside it. But I'm sorry for saying this, I think it, by Britney it's too late. And the other problem is I can't see Britney's energy anymore. It feels like she's a clone. She's not, this is not Britney anymore. I don't know how can I explain it. Maybe people now think I'm weird, but I think it's look not like Britney anymore. The nose, the teeth, everything is absolutely different. And the eyes too. It's interesting you say that because there are um, theories here, especially in the United States, where people feel that Britney may have passed away and she was replaced by someone else. So it's interesting that you say that because a lot of her big fans, people who've been fans of her since the very beginning, they keep saying, they said, this is not the same person that we it, watched grow up. Um, and for weeks ago, I saw Kanye West in TMZ news and I saw the same. It's like a clone. It's not Kanye anymore. I don't know what happened. I don't follow him, but I was looking at this human and I thought it's not like a human anymore. It's like a clone too. So I don't know. It was really weird. Like it's not Kanye West anymore. And the same feeling I have by Britney. That's interesting as well, because so many people here um, say the same about Kanye. They don't believe he's the same person because the, his actions, the even when he puts out music, nothing is the same. Everything is so different from who he was as a rapper that nobody sees him as the same person. And in actuality, when they report his, his news, it's more so to make fun of him now. They don't really take him seriously and they feel like whatever energy or, or projects that he has going on, it's just, it's so always controversial and strange and his actions in general, almost in line with Britney's, like her actions in general, everything is just strange. And do you think that demons don't know how humans are supposed to act? That's why their actions are so strange and outlandish. Because if the demons did take over both of these people, it's very obvious that they're not acting in a human way. They're acting very strange. Yes, absolutely. So when demons take over a body, do they have like a a set goal or is it just the goal is to get a body? Because I know being able to be an entity, a person is what most um, demons want. Or do you think that they have like a bigger goal that they're working towards? Um, I think they love to play games with the bodies, with their minds from the people. And um, I just think they just do this to games with the mind people i think this is the only thing what demons want they want 
the um, control the mind from people. They want the whole body. They want to have the control about this person. So when Brittany makes videos, you know, obviously hundreds of thousands of people watch these videos. What do you think the goal is for the demon, for the people? What do you think that the demon wants the people to see or, or get from these videos? Because it's getting so many plays. Like whenever the demon posts a video, what are they trying to do? Um, demons want to catch other people because of her eyes. So you can see when Brittany is dancing the whole time, her eyes is all the time on the camera. Yeah, so yeah. the demon wants to play with the people and the people are focused on her body. But what the demon really want is to catch with this eyes, the energy from the people, because you see the whole time or you look the whole time or you watch the whole time on um, Brittany and you focus too on her eyes and body. And um, I think the demon wants to catch your energy and soul when you watch the video. That's why people feel very weak or very dizzy when they watch a whole video from Brittany when she's dancing. Wow. So it's possible that it's trying to channel your soul and, and even take over your body. Is that what it wants? Yeah, it's um, when you feel very weak or really depressive or you are on drugs and you would um, look like a video from Britney or watch a video from Britney. Um, it can be that parts of the demon is going to you through the video. It's really crazy. That sounds crazy, but this is possible. It's possible that when you watch something um, terrible movie and it's with ghosts or something, a real story, a paranormal story, it's um, possible that the energy from this, what you are watching is coming to you. It's really dangerous. That is super dangerous and scary because, you know, we're drawn to social media. We're drawn to watch these stories, especially when they're so big in the news. And I didn't realize that we could be putting ourselves in danger by watching these videos. And I mean, a lot of people have always said, you know, like, I don't watch Britney's videos anymore because I don't feel like that's really her. And it's so interesting that we're having this conversation because there's clearly people who don't have your gift, who don't even understand your gift, who feel yeah. the exact same way as you. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a big story here in the in the States. Most people feel that it's not her. Like, I have a friend who is a humongous Britney Spears fan, been to every concert that was ever near her, um, all of the t-shirts, every album, got her autographed on a bunch of them. She even says, she's like, this isn't the Britney that I grew up with. This is somebody else. I don't know who this is. So it's so interesting that you feel the same way because this person does that. They don't have any gift. They're not clairvoyant. They can't see um, souls or energy. They just feel that the person that we're seeing, this isn't the same person. And, and it's interesting because when someone's body is taken over, it's it's proving that no matter who's in there, you can tell who it is. So I guess that we all have like an intuition of what people are and how they act because most people feel that way. Um, I think we all have like a clear wind, uh gift in herself because we have an intuition. And I think to have the intuition or a feeling, it's like, I don't know, a little bit like you are a clear point. We all have this gift inside us and we all have feelings and intuitions. So, so we all can feel there's something wrong or it's something positive. So you feel that everyone has some form of clairvoyant in them? Yeah, absolutely. 
the most of the people are are forget it or block their own gifts, but we all can be clairvoyant. So what do you have to do to make your gift stronger? Because I didn't realize that everyone could have this gift, but obviously having a gift doesn't mean that it's going to be strong or, or you're going to be good at it. So what do you suggest people do to to build up their um, intuition so they can, you know, see maybe see things or make better decisions in life based on the fact that they might be clairvoyant? I think the most of the people have a life like uh, they wake up, they have a nine to five job, they are working. So they have not the focus anymore on their self. And I think it's really important that you go for a walk alone or sitting in the nature to feeling yourself. And um, when you feeling yourself, you have better intuitions, you feel better, your mindset will be better. And I think uh, everyone can learn it just just when they I don't know. They are more in the nature. I think it's easy to learn. So alone time or meditation is what it sounds like. So spending time in your own mind, in your own feelings. Okay, interesting. I like that. I mean, I'm a loner at times, so I can understand that. Um, So when you train to focus on something or to listen to fragrances, um, you open all your energy parts, your chakras, and um, then you can get more and more being clairvoyant. It's not so bad because we all have the gift in ourselves. People feel it when they have visions or they dream um, from something and then it happened in the future and say, oh my God, I dream it and like a deja vu or something other stuff. And I think it's not hard to being clairvoyant. We all can do it. We, we all can learn it. So it's really interesting that you brought up deja vu as part of um, clairvoyant because there are so many instances where I have went to sleep, saw something happen, and then it happened identically in real life. And it actually happened to me one time where I saw something happen like a year or two beforehand. And then when it happened, I felt like living in that moment was so crazy because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew how it was going to happen. I knew what people were going to say. And it freaked me out because I don't feel like I have any of these gifts. So when I was going through that, I was like, this is so strange because I know like I literally was in the situation and I felt like what we were talking about earlier where I was above my body looking down, watching it transpire because I had had the dream more than once. So when I was living through it, I was just, I don't know, between amazed and shocked and freaked out i guess it was all of those emotions because it's not something normal like for you this would be a completely normal thing but for me i was just like what does this mean you know i was just scared because i knew what people were going to say i knew what was going to happen and it just it freaked me out so in your opinion you think that people should embrace these type of situations and and focus more on what you can do to better your life and learn from it um so first of all, I want to say that we all had deja vu's a lot of times because we all clairvoyant. Some people more and some people not because maybe they had a lot of stress or they are not focused on themselves. They are just working. And the more you focus on yourself, the more you have a really relaxed life, the more you can um, feel your soul and your body better. And so if you're just making three or four times a week meditations or you go in the nature and make meditations, 
uh, you will see that you have the feeling to getting clear wind or you have better intuitions or more deja vus and you will feel that you getting more spiritual. Interesting, because I was under the impression these types of gifts you were born with. And you're right, you are. But I didn't realize so many people were born with it. But obviously there are people who have the gift that is it's much more stronger and you can you can see and do more. But it's interesting to hear that everybody has some sort of clairvoyance in them because a lot of people don't realize that. And like you said, a lot of people aren't spiritual. So a lot of people might have the gift, but since they don't believe in it and they don't exercise and use it or even try to use it, it's useless to them because they don't they don't even believe that it's a real thing. So how do you feel about the people who don't believe in spiritual gifts because there's a lot of people out there who just think that the world is this one dimensional place and you live and you die and nothing else happens like how do you feel about the people who are so close-minded to everything going on around them because we do have proof that there are other dimensions and other realms and other ways to, to look at things so how do you feel about the people who just refuse to accept that uh, I think it's very sad that you are not believing maybe in God or in spiritual things because it's very boring to just going to work and uh, having just your, I don't know, your kids, bring your kids to back and next day repeat. So um, I can't really, I don't know, I can't explain it, but it, I think it's really hard or really sad when people can't feel what's going on around them what kind of energies are outside um i don't know um when you have love feelings it's also a big energy so everything is energy and i can't believe it that there are people outside who's not believing in spiritual stuff because everything is energy everything it is it's hard to believe when people are like, oh, I don't believe in the spiritual realm. I don't because it's almost saying that you don't believe in feelings because the spiritual realm is just feelings. Right. This is what exactly what I mean. Um, every feeling is energy when you are sad, when you are totally happy or in love. It's also a fragrancy and energy. So um, I really can't understand when people say I don't believe in this stuff. So then you don't believe in yourself because we all have a soul. We all have, I don't know, energy in herself, in ourselves. Yeah, it's it's hard to deny that what we feel and who we are is not a spiritual thing. And I don't know, I was raised in a religious, you know, situation where we were taught to believe if it wasn't in the Bible, it wasn't real. You know, so when I got older and I was able to think for myself, I realized, you know, there's a lot of things in this world that can't be explained by this book. You know, there's a lot of things that we can see are real. We can see that are happening around us and this book can't explain it. And that doesn't mean it's not real. That doesn't mean it's not happening. We have to open our minds and understand that this world is much bigger than us because we live in this massive universe. It, it would be weird to think that we're the only living things in it. You know, because I've gone to the and the point in my mind where I know that there are other living beings other than humans, because why would we live in such a humongous universe with all of these planets? And it's it's billions of years old. And we just happen to be the only living things on it. In my opinion, that's the weirdest theory that I've ever heard, like saying that, oh, well, we live in this massive universe with other planets similar to this one. But we're the only things alive. That's harder to convince me than there are other living things. Like it's easier for me to believe that there are other life forms 
we just just because you haven't seen them or they haven't come here during the day where you could look out the window and see them doesn't mean they're not there. And I think that's the same with the spiritual realm. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I can't see um souls, so they must not be there. And I think that's a really closed minded way to look at anything. There's plenty of things that we can't see. You can't see electricity, but when you turn the light switch on, you can't deny that the light is on, you know, but you can't see it. So, and when you're taking a breath, you can't see your breath. I mean, unless you live in Canada or in Antarctica, but you can't deny that there's air in your lungs, you know? So I think people really have to open up their minds and just be willing to accept that the world is, is filled with things that we can and can't explain, but also filled with things that we can and can't see. And I think once people get to that point and they start to understand that, they'll be able to fully see the world for what it is, because this world is way more than just what you can see. Yeah, absolutely. It's good that you have this opinion, because so many people think uh, when we die, the light goes off and that's it. And this is really sad to believe this, because we have a soul and we make a lot of reincarnations. So um, it's very sad to think uh, when we die, the light goes off and that's it. Yeah, it's 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 also depressing. It's sad and depressing to believe that. And I've heard people yeah. tell me stories where they lost someone close to them and they have an animal. And they said that the animal would come and lay in the bed with them or do something that the, was out of character for the animal to do. And they're, they're like, I feel like that might be my loved one. I feel like that they might be not necessarily reincarnated, but maybe they're they're showing that person like, hey, I'm here, but through something that's near them. Is that something that happens a lot? Do you feel like when someone loses someone really close that they try to show them in subtle ways like, hey, I'm still my energy is still here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and animals can see or feel the death people. And they can show you signs or they give noise. They uh, maybe stand in a room and they give noise all the time. And you are so confused because why this animal is standing there all the whole time and give noise. What's what's going on? And um, I think it's because they feel that there is a soul and wants to connect with you or um, wants to give you a sign. Interesting. I wonder if animals understand fully because a lot of people say that animals are the most um clairvoyant of all right i feel like they say that they can feel so much more than we can so i wonder if they really understand um what they're on what they're feeling because you know animals can't really communicate the way we can so i wonder if they really understand like the person that they feel and see is not here anymore i wonder if they're even capable of comprehending that uh animals I don't know why, but animals are really sensitive and they can see energy and they also can see every thing or every uh, thing what has a soul. Um, they can feel and see everything what's around us and every energy what we can see. So cool. Like I, I, I've always and they put it in movies too. like animals are able to pick up on things. And I've heard so many different stories on how an animal like someone will say oh i have a dog and the dog it will go in the room and look and stare like say the person that they lost would sit in like this chair the animal would just go and look and sit in front of the chair and it's almost like they're looking at them the person is sitting in the chair and i'm like that has to mean something because the animal is is and I, in my mind i'm thinking well does the animal know that they're not really there or or do they think that it's just everyday normal life and the person is actually back in their life that's so interesting to comprehend because animals a lot of people don't realize how smart they are animals are very very intelligent and like you said they 
they sense things. So it just makes me wonder if they are kind of like a, a gateway into the spiritual realm. Like if they've always been doing this for many, many years, or is this something that they've started picking up on, you know, later in life? It's just, I would love to get into that as well. Uh, I think that animals can't realize is a person now passed away or is this just the energy and soul? I think they just um, think, okay, the person is still there. This is my feeling or my opinion about animals, but um, also demons can go through an animal and it's really dangerous. I work with a lot of animals who has a demon inside it and they look really, I don't know, I was uh, really scared. I was really scared um, because they also can have a demon inside it and can be very angry and can look absolutely different than before. Really? So yeah. the way that a, sp or a demon can take over a soul of a person, it can take over. So wait, do animals have a soul? Is it the same as a human soul or is it a little different? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, every pet or every animal has a soul. And when we have maybe a dog and our dog passed away and maybe you will buy one or two years later another dog, the dog is coming back we, because we have all a soul family and we never left the soul family. When someone passed away, maybe your grandma and you got a child and then um, it can happen that your grandma's soul is reincarnated in your daughter's soul. And it's the same way with animals. When some animal is passing away, it comes back. I saw that a lot of times by my clients. So it would be the soul of the dog that you lost with the new dog i didn't realize that it could be that close when i thought of reincarnation i thought it could be the soul could be anywhere in the world i didn't realize that it it was linked to you it's a soul family i didn't realize that the souls stay to kind of stick together as a family i love the way that the souls are always connected and it makes you feel like you never have to really lose someone so if they reconnect um are you ever able to see that it's the same soul or when you look into pictures or whatever, are you able to see that? Yeah, so many times. Uh, I was <laughs> wrote Chloe Kardashian a message because she was posting her son Tatum. And it was so really interesting because I think her mother said, oh, my God, uh, her son looks like my ex-husband. That makes me scared a little bit. And I looked at Tatum and he really has the soul from her passing away dad from Rob Kardashian. It's really interesting. And I saw that a lot of times by my clients too. The grandma was passing away. I saw the daughter and said, oh my God, you show me a picture or um, you made an afterlife session with your grandmother. One year later, I saw it's the soul is reincarnated in the daughter now. So it's, yeah, really interesting. So when the souls are reincarnated, how does that work? It's the soul of the person, but do they, does like, so for instance, does the child know that it's the soul of the father like how does how does that translate for the new life because obviously the child is is growing and learning and new to the world how does that soul implement itself into the new life i don't know i think uh the soul forget everything what happened but um i have so some children or i had one special boy i made a soul uh session with him because her mother his mother wrote me 
that he uh, is very scared about airplanes and that he when an airplane is coming or flying over him, he get down and uh, put his hands on his ears. And I make a soul uh, session with him. I post this on my Instagram and then um, I make the soul session with the son and uh, we figured out that he was some from the 9-11. And that's why he's so scared to airplanes. And then um, we canceled this live and we healed this trauma. And now he can't fly and he's not scared. But it was really bad for him. He was so scared when they just hear an airplane in the air. He was uh, getting panic and go um, on... Um, get down and put his hands on his ears because he was so scared on airplanes so he could understand and remember that trauma but like you just said he didn't remember like the entire life of yeah. that person but he definitely remembered that traumatic situation so so when the soul is reincarnate they don't bring everything that they do bring certain big memories or traumatic experiences with them so i can understand how that would have been a shock to the mother because the child had no reason to be afraid of airplanes so i see why she reached out to you and it it had to be very relieving when you were able to cleanse that soul and make it to where he could heal from that and move on so did you how does that work with that soul so that soul can't move on because it's now the soul of that little boy so you can only heal and cleanse that soul right right so okay. i go the soul session with maybe this little boy and when he's in the hypnotic state he can see this whole life he can see that he was a 9-11 he can explain me everything what was around him okay well we're almost out of time but i want to talk about one more thing so a lot of people have been reaching out to me and asking how they can get a session with you so yeah. i think it's very important that we we get that information out there as we continue this series because a lot of people have said i've lost an uncle or a grandmother or a sister brother husband and i want that peace. I want that closure that Juliana has been talking about. So I want to make sure that everybody knows how the sessions work, um, what you need to do to get a session with Juliana. So I want to go over a few of the, the housekeeping because in order for you to get a session with Juliana, there are some stipulations. So I want you to go over the cleansing, um, the process, everything that you need to do so we can make sure people are able to get the sessions with you. So if you want a reading by me, I uh, told you that the first step is that you buying my products to clean your whole energy. Because when I'm working with someone and they have maybe a curse or they're really depressive and I uh, work with them without a cleaning, I got this whole bad energies and it needs, a, I don't know, a really long time to put this all or to get this um, whole energy away from me again. And that's why uh, at first they had to do the cleaning. And um, when they just want an afterlife session, I just need a picture from the person who passed away, a good picture without filler, without a hat, without a sun closet. I um, really need a really good picture to see. And I need the name and the birth date, the death date. And yeah, then they can connect me about WhatsApp and I make voice messages and tell them um yeah tell them everything what i get through the soul by the afterlife session amazing amazing and if they were to ask you questions that's after you do the connection right you don't like information given to you ahead of time 
um, is minimal, right? It's the name, birth date, death date. Um, and then you get all of the information from that. So the less information, the better is what you told me before, because you want to be able to channel the energy and get that information yourself. Because I know a lot of times when people call those weird psychic phone numbers, they just ask you a bunch of questions and then they just they give you stuff around the questions they ask. That's not what Juliana does. She wants to connect with the soul and the energy and get as much information on her own. And then she will come back to you and, and share that information with you. And I think that's what makes it more legit, in my opinion, because you're not asking anyone for any information. You're getting that information on your own. And that's kind of what sets you apart from the other um, mediums out there, because you don't need but you know, two or three items of information, and then you're going to go in and channel that energy. So guys, it's important that you purchase her product so you can do that cleansing. But then for the afterlife session, you said that the cleansing is important, right? Or is the cleansing just for when you want to do a, a live session with a person who's still alive? Um, the cleansing is just important when you want a healing session with me or an, an energetic uh, work with me or a reading with me. Just when you want an afterlife sessions, you don't need it because I'm not connecting me with the person who's still alive. I'm just connecting me with the soul who's passed away. And there I have an own energy program to protect me with this by the session. And so you just need it if you want to make a reading by me. And this you also can uh, make it about WhatsApp by me. I just need a picture from you. And then I will tell you everything about voice message, what I get through your picture. Perfect. Perfect. I'm so glad we got to do that because I've gotten so many responses. So many people are, are so interested in connecting with you. Oh, and if there's a website, what's your website? I'm going to put all of that information in the video as well. So is there a place where people go to? to book the session uh yeah but i want that they talk with me private because i want to catch their energies i want to talk about with the people what they really need i don't want that they order some stuff and they don't have no clue what that really makes that's why i really want when someone makes an order by me i know it takes a lot of time but i want that they make maybe a voice message and said, hey, I have that that problem and uh, what can I do now? So it's better that we can talk in person first. Also more of a personalized, a personalized um, booking. So I like that. So I'm gonna put all of your information. People will be able to reach out to you, send you a DM, they can send a voice note and start the process of getting the session. And I'm, I'm really excited. Um, to hear about, you know, my followers that will tell me how the sessions went and things like that. And then if they want to come on the show, maybe and do like a small segment and tell us, you know, how it made them feel, you know, the information that they received, how it was able to help them move forward. I feel like that's the, the most important part of what's going on here is, is helping people. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to you and your work, because you're not looking to get a TV show. You're looking to help people and, and help souls find peace. And I think that a lot of the, the mediums today on TV, that's not their goal. Their goal is to be on TV and ask one question and then leave that soul to be whether they're okay or not. And I'm just, I'm just really drawn to the way that you want to use your gift for positive reasons. And I think that's so important now. Thank you.
So that's it for episode two of the Medium Sessions with Juliana Fisher. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited about this series. Every time we do a, a session, an episode, I'm even more excited. So we'll be back again for another episode in the very near future. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, everybody, again, the information that we discussed here about getting a session with Juliana, I'm going to put in the video. I'm going to have um, her ads in the video so you can reach out. Again, this is a very personal thing. So make sure that you are sending her a DM, a voice note to begin the process. And this is a healing process, guys. This is definitely something that is going to help you. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to bring that closure or it's going to bring that transparency that you're so desperately needing. And thank you so much again, Juliana. This has been an amazing educational session for me. As you know, I'm super, super intrigued by everything. Every time you talk, I'm just like, more information, more information. I love it. So thank you so much. Um, again, we're going to be back for another episode really soon. Thanks for joining us. This is the George Massey Show with Juliana Fisher, the Medium Sessions. Thank you. I was going to do the bow, but I can't on here. But I bow to your, your, um, your gift. I'm really, really, really intrigued. Thank you, George, for this beautiful podcast with you. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to all of you really soon. <laughs>